Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the It Is What It Is podcast powered by the Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I am managing editor of said Riot Report. Today we've got uh, some interesting talk for you today. Um, Safety Trey Boston, always a pleasure to talk to, uh, came on to talk about the players meeting that they had on Saturday that ultimately ended in them uh, canceling practice and what his relationship and the team's relationship has been like with uh, team owner David Tepper as well as head coach Matt Rule and Marty Herney and, and you know the way that this team is shaping their social justice initiatives and and what they plan to do moving forward um, as well as what he's seeing from this secondary uh, the Panthers announced today that they will not be playing with any fans in the stands come week one and uh it's a reminder that football is coming it's less than two weeks away and so that was the subject of uh, a little bit of what trey boston talked about why the secondary is always considered a question mark here in carolina and uh and then matt rule comes on to talk about some of the camp battles that they're facing uh what led to the decision for practice to get canceled he talks uh, a fair amount of about roster construction that i thought was fairly interesting and then uh, a lot of questions about Derek thomas who was the panthers first player who was placed on the covid reserve list this past sunday after being waived on wednesday with what rule said was a hamstring injury so uh, a lot of talk about that as well as some other camp battles and some other interesting topics i would encourage you to check those out but right now here is trey boston on it is what it is give us five stars What's up, Trey? It's Jonathan Alexander, Child Observer. Hope you're doing well. Um, I know you all, um, you know, had a, a meeting recently uh, with the team. Just wondering how that conversation went. What were some of the things, the important things that you all talked about? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, just for respect of the t- my teammates, uh, all of us who were in the meeting, uh, you know, we want to keep it slim on what we was said. But right now, I will say we're working on our priorities. Uh, Right now, we're trying to get our list together, you know, trying to make sure that uh, Tepper, Coach Rule, we can all get on the same page uh, so, you know, that this works the right way as a team, uh, everybody understanding uh, what our points are. So, uh, it does, you know, we don't have a silver bullet to fix it all, uh, of course, but, you know, we, we definitely want to get, uh, you know, again, the priorities set so uh, we're all on the same page. Did, you know, if I could ask follow did you feel like it was productive? Very, very. I can say it was. Um, whether it was just guys' mentals, just being able to talk, uh, being able to uh, get things off their heart, the way they were feeling, uh, I, I thought it was a very productive meeting. And it, it also showed, uh, you know, I, I can say the unity with everybody else who, you know, whether uh, NBA, WNBA, uh, MLB, just different leagues. Uh, so just to be able to uh, take a day off from our jobs and, you know, get into that combo, uh, means a lot. I mean, it was a good thing. Trey, Mike Salarte at Spectrum News One. How you doing, man? Uh, 
the decision came today, no fans for the home opener uh, against Vegas. Your instant reaction to that and, and uh, how different do you think the, uh, the game atmosphere becomes now? Because it's basically a, a live game with if – a, if a game happens and no one's there to see it, does it really happen? Yeah, yeah. I just learned about it maybe two minutes ago. Uh, you guys know how much we love the fans. We love our fans. To be able to, you know, have them here uh, means a lot to us. But to be, you know, to not have them, uh, you know, we we just had a scrimmage in the uh, our fan fest, no fans. So coach is telling us, uh, get a taste of this, man, because this is my, you know, this is what the season's probably going to look like. As well as in practice, we've been doing the same thing, getting our minds right. Uh, for this to happen, unfortunately, you know, we, we want to have a plan, we want to have a process, and it, that means right now us learning that we don't have fans out there with them. I hope on the couch they can, you know, get as loud as possible for us and we can just feel the energy uh, from the spirits because, uh, you know, we'll, we'll miss them week one. But it, it, it doesn't change for us. This is what we're put for. This is what our process has us ready for. So we just got to, you know, keep ahead and keep on. Trey, where, where do you think you'll notice the lack of fans the most? And when do you think, you know, with, especially with the piped-in noise, that you won't notice it? I mean, I guess when, you know, when you run out on the field, I mean, that would be my very first guess of this is when you'll notice. Trey, you know, Trey Boss and Chris A.D., North Carolina, uh, like coming out the, you know, the smoke and stuff. But uh, I think, you know, uh, you're, you're going to know. It's, 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 but I think it, it takes you to an element of uh, in practice, practicing like a professional. Um, but now it's a game, you know, and, and, you know, we'll have some crowd noise, definitely not the same, but, we got a job to do, and we're going to get the job done. Hey, Trey, Teddy yesterday uh, put out a tweet kind of uh, reflecting on four years ago was to the day of his injury. Yeah. It's pretty incredible now that you've gotten to know him a little better just to see how far he's come in a, in a fairly short period of time from where he was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Teddy's a good guy, man. Uh, I've known him throughout the league, throughout the years, from both Florida guys. Uh, to see how hard he's worked, to see what he's overcome, to see him every day lead our team, uh, to, to be genuine about his leadership. The guys respond well to Teddy. Uh, Teddy does a great job out there, not only commanding the team, uh, but, you know, we, we respect him because he's able to uh, be the example for us as well. And we know he's a guy we can trust. Trey, could you, without again, like you said, not getting into specifics necessarily, but how was it kind of, was it organic Saturday morning that the conversation was rolling or you just were like, let's keep doing this and let's worry about practice or scrimmage another day? Uh, not going to lie. Uh, the question is a little, a little off for me. Can you, can you, can you word that one more time for me? Yeah, I'm sure it was on my end, not yours. Uh, how did it come to pass Saturday as you were having your team meeting that you all did not practice and you kept discussing? Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I think it was a very important uh, issue. So as a team, as uh, coaches, even GM, uh, you know, we felt that it was needed. Um, and collectively, we came to coaches and we let them know this how we felt. And, you know, they, they felt the same way. And so they, they thought it was, it was needed as well. So, you know, to come together again to have that uh, talk, I think it was a, a, a breath of fresh air for a lot of guys because uh, obviously we're more than just athletes. 
So, you know, this is stuff weighs on our minds, our mental, our hearts as well. So I think it was, you know, a, a good refresher for us. Trey, hey, you've talked in the past about um, the way that the, the previous regime and the previous ownership treated these social justice issues. As it's, you know, obviously come to the forefront more and more often and, and leading to what happened this weekend, how has how the reaction from the owner been thus far and have you had any conversations with him about it? Yeah, we, we talked, I want to say, uh, Friday about it. And, you know, I, I, I've said it before. I, I think uh, Tepper does a great job of, you know, supporting what his players support, uh, being able to uh, communicate with us. And, you know, I appreciate him for that. It, it's all up to us. You know, at the end of the day, you know, if we come with a great, uh, you know, great priorities of what we want and how we want them, Tepper does a great job of at least listening to us, uh, hearing us out, and being able to uh, accept the challenge. And if that means him putting his own money in it, uh, he's willing to do it. And uh, you, you've seen that with him uh, throughout many things that he's done, uh, him and his wife, Nicole, whether it's scholarships um, here or there, uh, whether it's putting laptops in high schools, uh, helping out West Charlotte, uh, South Carolina, just different things. You know, I, I, you know we appreciate what Tepper does. And, what the Teppers do for you know, this organization. Hey, Trey, David Newton here. Um, to be clear, did, did David talk just to you or a few players or the entire team and address it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll just say uh, he talked to me uh, for right now. Uh, we won't talk about everything else, but uh, he, we had a good conversation uh, and I, I thought it was uh, well needed because it's always good to feel like your owner is on the same page as you. Trey on, the, questions. Trey, on the football side, um, how's your how's the secondary gelling so far? I know there's a lot of uh, – not a lot, but a few new pieces there and, um, you know, some young guys. How are you guys coming together? I mean, does it feel like the football season is going to start in less than two weeks? Uh, yeah, I mean, it does. Uh, guys are ready. I, I think we prepare for this. I think the, the secondary is gelling well. Uh, we obviously know that, you know, it's a young group. So, for me, it's, uh, it's about keeping the energy. It's about keeping the guys going learning each and every day, trying to get 1% better, uh, allowing them to grow, uh, us learning each other. Uh, you guys know, uh, you know I, I love for my guys to play with confidence. So uh, the more confident, uh, confidence I can instill in those guys, whether it's uh, preparing, uh, whether it's the playbook, whether it's, see, you know, it's them seeing the opponent, uh, you know, I try as best as I can to you know, allow us to play fast. And right now, I, I think we're gelling well. So uh, you know, I can't wait. You know, competition, we haven't been able to have a preseason game. So, Competition's coming fast, and uh, I think it'll be fun for us to get out there and just uh, run around. Trey, uh, Trey. really the only team that you've gone against is your own and your own offense. How do you see that offense coming together, and what are some things about that stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, I think the offense does well. Uh, I think uh, what stands out to me is uh, there's a lot of weapons. Uh, there's a lot of weapons that uh, you got to decide what you're going to do as a defense to stop it. And, you know, as a defense, uh, we got to go against it every single day. So I'm happy, you know, we're, we're able to go against that because it's a good measuring stick for uh, us to go against. And, uh, you know, every day we have a battle and it's about getting your brothers better. So uh, we are a competition right now. So, you know, as much as we can go out there and uh, just get each other better, it's the better we'll get as a team. For as long as you've been here, it seems like 
every year, like people want to make secondary the the quote unquote question mark. And the same is true again this year. Like, where do you think that comes from? And is it a chip for you guys? Uh, I mean, it's just the history of the organization, I, I feel. Um, but it's, uh, you know, we're always dominant in our front sevens. You know, it's, it's what we take our pride in here, uh, running the ball and stopping the run. Uh, for us as a secondary, yeah, you, you, you know, as long as I've been here, uh, it's always been the, the go-to. But uh, we love that because we know uh, as, as secondary, uh, it, you know, it goes as we go. Uh, we we, we got to come out here, we got to take that chip, and we got to play with it. You know, I love having that chip on our shoulders because our guys are willing to come up and uh, they're willing to come to work every single day uh, knowing that we have a task in front of us. If we play well, the secondary, you know, our team plays well. So it's all about us, you know, continue to fight, continue to go out there, keep pounding, continue to prepare as professionals. You know, we know we're the best. And then you got you to truly believe in that and that, that, that you back that up with play after that. So I think as a secondary, you know, we're going to come out there and know what we're doing and we're going to play fast. And Trey, this again, I wanted to ask you, I know you don't work with Joe Brady, but you see him out there and you see what his offense does. What have you observed from him that sort of stood out with you while you're on the field? And how would you describe his offense, secondly? Yeah, I believe he's just cool, calm, and collective. Uh, that's what, that's what uh, for me, being a 30-year-old coach, um, you know, to see him as calm and collective when he's calling plays, having fun with the guys, being able to uh, mingle with them because of the age difference, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a cool, uh, it's a cool sight to see, you know, like, you know, uh, you, you, you know, we got snow, you know, you got, you got a 64 year old, uh, coach and, uh, you know, it's cool because even he's uh, hip to us as well. And he wants to learn the young lingo. So it's cool to have coaches like that regardless, but to see it in a 30 year old younger coach, man, it, it shows the poise that he has. And, uh, you know, those guys, they'll have, you know, they'll have some stuff to show. Hey, Trey, uh, J.B. Ricks with uh, Spectrum News One here. Thanks for taking out the time. Uh, let's go back to you guys not having any preseason games. How much more difficult is it for the players, you know, during this training camp to uh, not lose your emotions and whatnot because you don't have that opponent to go against, you know, to prepare yourselves for the regular season, open, regular season opener? How, how much do you guys have to temper your emotions during this training camp like no other? Yeah, yeah. I think understanding that at the same time, we're trying to get each other better each and every day, but we need each and every one of our brothers on our team for a season. So you're trying to go out there, you're having periods where you're simulating games. You're trying to simulate preseason, getting guys riled up, getting them going, but at the same time, understanding how to be a professional because we need these players, you know, as there's tackles that you might take in a game, um, you know, not taking those same tackles during practice, you know, being level-headed enough to understand uh, we need every and each, you know, player uh, on this team when it comes to the season. So uh, I think Coach has done a great job of being able to uh, keep our heads on our shoulders and, and, and getting us ready. And right now, guys are, you know, they're nipping at the bit, just, you know, they're ready for the next couple of weeks to get by. But I think he's done a great job of allowing us to, you know, fill our waves of, of the roller coaster, but allowing us to stay you know, nice and cruising. So uh, I, I think keeping a level head has been a, a great opportunity for us to go into the season uh, right on edge to where we can just finally take off. Trey, and sort of the same vein of that, I mean, with no preseason games, and it seems like there are going to be a lot of young guys contributing on the defense. How do you make sure that they're prepared for everything that they need to do come week one? And how are they progressing yeah. in that? 
Yeah, yeah, I think they're progressing well. I mean, they're young. I mean, uh, it's again, it's all about getting 1% better each day. Uh, it's about being willing to come out and, and have uh, tools, have assignments in front of you, and knowing that you have to do them and you have to get better. And I think they've done a great job with that. Uh, they haven't had preseason games, so they're going to, uh, I guess you would say, get thrown into a fire of, you know, competition, you know. But uh, I think we're doing, like I just said, we're doing a great job of simulating these preseason games in practice, being smart, but uh, allowing guys to, you know, really get in their field back and get the pads wet. Okay. As we have time for one or two more questions. Um, Trey, I was just wondering, I know you don't want to talk about what was discussed specifically Saturday, but I was just wondering from you as one of the, the team's leaders, why is it important for you guys to kind of meet and get on the same page just as players and make sure you all have the same goals in mind? Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, it takes us, you know, having to take a step back, breathing, coming together collectively, because there's a lot of people who have a lot of great, uh, you know, propositions, plans, uh, different priorities that they feel um, we should attack. And if you don't get everybody's input, uh, it allows for the links to, to be a little loose. And we wanted to be able to take everybody's input, everybody's uh, mindset, and, and put it on paper and see, uh, again, what are the priorities? What, what, how can we make this impact um, you know, soon, but last forever. Uh, and, and that's the thing, you know, we, we, a lot of people always talk about change, 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 but um, they attack it so fast that others aren't on the same page as them. And I thought we wanted to be on the same page, uh, really listen to a lot of educated men inside this building and, and taking each and everybody's word and researching it, you know, having time to actually, uh, you know, get everything and the nuances ironed out yeah, I, I thought it was important that we did that. Hey, Trey. Um, All right, last, last question for you, Josh. Uh, you mentioned that Phil Snow is trying to learn the young lingo. Uh, yeah. Any examples of what that young lingo is? And uh, I mean, I man, you might, you might have to ask him, man. You know what I mean? I, I want him to freely use it when he needs it. Um, but just, you know, don't let him fool you, man. He, he's, young, he's young at heart. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't let the looks fool you. All right. We, uh, Trey, we appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. All right. Thank y'all. Y'all have a blessed one. Thanks, Trey. Appreciate you. Of Thanks. course. Of course. Hey, hey guys, I thought I would just, uh, uh, uh briefly address, um, the decision on Saturday not to practice um, just for background on, on Friday uh, night, I had a chance to talk to um, a couple of the players. Um, I know that they were talking about having a team meeting uh, addressed it with me, got, got in there on Saturday. And, and really I talked to a, a bunch of different guys independently about how they felt, got in there Saturday, uh, met with a couple of guys. Uh, they wanted to meet as a team. Um, uh, potentially not practice. Um, and, uh, I, uh, 100% supported that. And, uh, the decision was ultimately made not to practice, you know, with regards to their meeting and what they said and all those things, I, I don't feel like, you know, out of respect for them, I don't want to talk about any of those things. Um, that was a meeting that they held. Uh, but I do want to say that, you know, I was a hundred percent percent in support of not practicing. Um, I think that it should not, you know, we shouldn't have, to, you know, as a white man, 
question just to our, uh, our African-American players, you know, having to say, hey, you know, we, we want to sit out. It should, be, it should be me as well taking a stand and saying, um, hey, this, something's more important than this. So um, they made all those decisions. They made all those calls. But I, I just uh, am, am in complete support of them. I hope you guys understand, you know, my you know, unwillingness to talk about anything because I want this to be something that uh, it should be something that they're that they're doing. So but that is the background. I know I know I know you guys need to know some of that. And uh, I, I uh, appreciate you guys listening to me. So I'll uh, take any questions. Hey, Matt, um, I. Aside from the the meeting that was held this Saturday, uh, the news just came out that there that the team will not be having fans in the stands week one. Uh, I was wondering your thoughts on that. Uh, it seemed like it was at least a little bit expected, but still, now that it's official, um, how you get your guys ready to play in that empty stadium? Yeah, you know, I think obviously disappointed for um, our fans. Um, you know, they give us an edge. Uh, they may mean a great deal to us. And uh, we love the home field advantage. But, um, you know, obviously we're going to buy by whatever decision is made. Um, so, I, I obviously, you know, disappointed. But at the end of the day, as a football team, we're going we're gonna to focus on what we can control and, um, you know, prepare ourselves for, for playing uh, in front of no fans. But we know that there's going to be uh, – you know, thousands and thousands of uh, Panthers, you know, fans that are home watching on TV, uh, cheering the team on. And so uh, we want to give them something to be really proud about. Hey, Matt, understanding that there are other people, you know, kind of in on these discussions regarding fans, but it, it seems like with the, in the team release today, there's a lot uh, coming up with the governor's next ruling do you have a sense of optimism that you could have fans down the road? I'll be honest with you. I, and this is the truth. I mean, I haven't, I haven't even read the statement. They, I really haven't, I'm not involved in any of that. Um, I, I just heard, you know, not too, I just heard like not too long ago that this was, that this was the decision that was made. And so, you know, for me, I'm sitting there like, uh, you know, Obviously, I feel bad for all the people that were going to come to the games, but um, but I don't really know anything. I don't really know anything else besides that. Matt, uh, it's Miles Simmons. Uh, do you feel like you have prepared the team to be in this situation? I mean, just based on having all the fake crowd noise and things like that, that you you think your guys are going to be comfortable playing in the stadium with no fans? I mean, you know, we go out there and play, you know, play and practice really hard. I mean, if, this is probably our best practice today in terms of effort. And we do it all the time in front of no one. And so, um, you know, I think our guys are football guys. And, and, you know, when you're a football guy, you know, you love the game. You love to create energy. And so I expect our guys – I'd be excited to see what our guys, you know, can do. And, you know, we've been trying to prepare them, as you said, for a while now with music and, you know, practicing inside and outside and changing the schedule and just trying to get them used to being, you know, just a little bit unsure of what's next. And so uh, I think our guys, if they just turn it back to football, they'll always be okay. Matt, you guys uh, had, of course, your first player you had to place on the COVID list. Uh, you've said you're kind of limited what you can say on those things. Just wondered if you could take us through the transaction with Derek last week when, when you guys initially uh, waived him injured. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, they waived him injured for a, a non-related, um, a non-related injury, you know, um, just couldn't, you know, struggling to get healthy. And um, I think as a result, you know, he stays here and continues to rehab. And then it, I don't know if it was a day or two days later, they said that he had tested positive. So, um, you know, the, the, the eight waved injured came first and then the, um, the positive test came, I don't know if whether it was a day or two days later. Matt, uh, you guys released um, Andre Smith today. There's an open spot on the roster. Do you plan on filling that spot? Or are you gonna? Or is the plan to kind of slowly get down to 53 over the course of the week? No, we'll fill that spot. Hey, Matt, um, Jonathan Alexander. Hope you're well. In regards to uh, Derek Thomas, um, do you all know if, or have you all been looking at if you possibly? I guess, expose anybody else on the team? Yeah, we have the contact tracers, the daily testing. So the contact tracers tell us uh, if anyone tests positive, who they were around, you know. So um, contact tracers uh, identify to us who they've been close to. And then obviously everyone's still getting – everyone's still getting the, you know, daily testing. So, uh, you know, it would show up once it's uh, – I don't know. I don't know, like the, if there's like a period or whatever, but the you know the if he if he con if he he or anyone else gave it to someone else, you know, obviously would find out through the testing, and then the contact tracers are the second part of that the process. Hey Matt, it's Elena. Um, I was wondering. I know obviously the decision that went into canceling Saturday's practice, but just from a po football perspective, you had put a lot of. Um, you know, that was a big scrimmage for you guys. So just how do you go about replacing not seeing those snaps? You know, um, I really, really pushed it on Friday. It was a hard day on Friday, especially for the, a lot of the young guys. So, you know, when the decision was made on Saturday for, for the right reasons, um, I looked at it and said, well, we pushed them really hard Friday. You know, they'll have Saturday and Sunday to recoup and then you know, Monday we'll have to get a lot of the live reps back, you know, and, and really work because, um, you know, there's a lot of guys on the bubble that are trying to make this team. And there's a lot of guys that are already made this team that have to play well in two weeks. we got to give them the reps. So we just um, made today like, you know, a true two-and-a-half-hour practice, um, you know, with a lot of situational work, a lot of live work, a lot of physical work. And, uh, um, you know, we'll probably do the same thing tomorrow, maybe not to the same extent, but – yeah, you know, so would we have done that? Uh, had we not, probably we probably would have had similar work, but we just amplified it a little bit and also had last Friday. So, um, you know, but at the end of the day, like uh, a social statement is way more important than the football part. So, you know, we figure we'll, we'll we'll get the football back. Matt, with only a few days left before you guys do make that cut down to 53, where do you feel like the biggest competition is for those last few roster spots? Um, you know, guys who are going to play special teams as their primary job and then and then be a backup, um, be it at, on defense and on offense. And it's not really at any one position. Sometimes it's, you know, another receiver versus another, you know, whatever, an offensive lineman. Sometimes it's, you know, hey, how many safeties versus how many linebackers. So I think that the, the, those are really the conversations, you know. And a lot of it has to do with special teams. Um, you know, we have got to, we've got to be 
improved on special teams. Um, and I think a big part of that is finding finding guys that, you know, as I said to the team today, that are going to get better and better and better and play their best football in December. And that's, um, you know, that's something I think we have to really push is, you know, who's going to, who wants to improve, who loves practice, who's the brand. And um, so, but I, again, it's not at any one position. I think it's really just more guys with special teams value across the board on both sides of the ball. Matt, are, are you able to say, you know, what the, how you think, Derek may have gotten COVID? I, I would – I think it would be irresponsible for me to ever say, like, hey, I think you got it this way or that way, you know. Like, I, I have no, no idea. Um, I don't know if anyone does, to be like, quite honest. Wanted to ask you too, Matt, also, has the game planning for the Raiders started and have you kind of shifted out of camp mode? You know what? That's a great question, Joe. Um, we're still in camp mode, but I'm doing two different things this week. This week, like today is like a typical Wednesday, you know, so I, I told the guys, like, we're going to show them what a game week feels like. And, and that's something that brings a lot of anxiety to guys. Like, you know, what's the schedule like? The coaches, what's the schedule like? And then we'll finish with a mock game on Friday. It won't be live. It'll be thudded, you know, stuff. Um, so that's we're still doing that. So today was like a training camp practice within a daily schedule of the season, if that makes sense. So I feel like we still need to work and get better fundamentally. Um, but we also want the guys to see like, hey, this is what it'll be like so that, you know, we get to next, you know, whatever week it is, the Raiders week and our guys are our guys aren't looking at us like, you know, hey, what do I do next? So we're trying to really, you know, do that. Um, still working on our team. Uh, we still have some guys, you know, we're, you know, we still have probably five to seven guys that are fighting for jobs that we want to make sure that we're giving them a fair chance. And then um, we've game planned and really worked on the Raiders. I think the biggest thing now is, and, and the guys did it this past weekend, you know, the coaches worked on Saturday and a lot of them worked on Sunday, um, and, you know, and then they were able to take Saturday and use it for the Raiders uh, when we didn't practice. But I think a big thing to is is we know we know what we know about the Raiders. We you know, obviously they they changed and made different things, but we have our game plans for them. But now, really making it about us and going back and seeing, hey, you know, what are our best personnel groupings? You know, you know who are the best guys to do these jobs? Um, you know, what we don't want to do is be a game plan oriented team that you know changes every week and and doesn't play to our player strengths. You know, we want to we want to we want to have a great plan for our players where they, um, they can go out and play fast. So, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of um, doing two things at once right now. Um, and the goal would be to give the guys off this Saturday and Sunday and then come in on Monday and get a bonus day and start with the Raiders uh, full-time. Hey, Matt, with the, um, the cuts down to, to 53, do you have a sort of fairly clear idea of, of the numbers you want at most position groups or is there a lot of flexibility in that? You know, um, within position groups, I think there's a lot, still, still a lot of flexibility. You know, you know, do you, we, we go back and forth. Marty and I sit here and talk every day. I talk with the coaches every day. You know, is it is it you know two quarterbacks for three? Is it ten all alignment or nine? Is it three tailbacks, four tailbacks? Uh, that's why I said the special teams are such an important factor. A lot of people say they want to be good on special teams, but they won't you know factor it into your numbers. Well. We're trying to factor it into our numbers and making sure that, um, again, we want to get the 53 best players we can get who also help us play special teams and things like that. So 
it's really it, it's really kind of touch and go in a lot of positions where um, you know we might go with 90 linemen we might go with 10 you know and it depends on how we like the linebackers and how we like the safeties and so um, I think just working with Marty working with Pat Stewart working with you know the coaches I think everyone understands that we have you know we're going to be really flexible and then having 16 guys in the practice squad this year uh, having some older guys that you know normally wouldn't be on the practice squad um, there's a lot of uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunities there to, to to continue to develop young players, which is something that we really want to take seriously. Matt, just going off that, is there any update for you when it comes to that backup quarterback competition? How do you kind of view that right now? I, I still wouldn't say that. Um, I think going through this Friday, you know, we would probably talk about that. And, and that's really something if, you know, if we decide to keep three on the active roster, that could be like week to week. Um, both guys have done such a great job of, of battling. And, um, um, you know, again, I don't want them even thinking they're battling for two. I want them fighting to go be number one. You know, I want, I want them trying to catch Teddy. Um, but I really like, I really like what both guys have done. They bring a lot to the table. So um, this will be a great week. You know, we're trying to really em emphasize this week, getting a lot of reps for the twos and threes. And, um, you know, if it goes into the season, it goes into the season, you know, if, uh, if we're able to keep three guys. So, um, We'll know more Friday into the cuts on Saturday and then into next week. Hey, Matt, um, quick, quick question. I know, I know you mentioned briefly uh, this, but I'm wondering, is, is, is Vedvik competing for one of the, the two spots at punter or kicker? Or is he you know, a guy that you want to keep around to do both just in case? Yeah, no, I mean, everyone's competing for everything. I mean, I um, we evaluate everybody every day. We want guys to compete. Um, he just brings you an, also an added value and that he can do both. Right. So, uh, in this strange year, um, he, he, he brings that. Now that being said, um, if he beats somebody out, well, then he, then he gives you that same flexibility while he's on the active roster and then someone else has to go to a practice squad. So, but I think, I think he, um, he and all of our players, I mean, we, we want to play the best guy. Matt, Teddy posted a tweet yesterday kind of reflecting on uh, four years ago to the day his injury in Minnesota. Just wondering if you've ever talked to him about that day and kind of how far he's come from since then. Um, I, I've never really asked him about that day. That's, that's something I have not done. Um, I think if you go back to when I was uh, still the head coach at Baylor and I saw him on the field in New Orleans. I, I have a great picture of that. I kept it. And I think, um, I think even he might have even tweeted it when we first signed him. But I remember telling him how, how much I uh, respected him and how far he had come since that injury. And, um, but, uh, but I've never probably asked him specifically about that day. Um, that's something probably I'll do <laughs> this afternoon now that you said it. But, uh, you know, he, he's, he's just a worker. Um, you know, I mean, my son was here working as an equipment intern and like, you know, Teddy's, Teddy's talking to him by, by his first name the first day. And that's not because he's my son. It's just because he, he loves kids. Um, he, he's, you know, he's just a special person who works really, really hard. And if people get to know him, they'll absolutely love him because he, uh, because he loves people. 
Hey Matt, you uh, you mentioned sort of the practice squad and sort of the fact that you can keep vets on this year. I was wondering that because of sort of the fact that it's going to be very hard to bring players in in short notice because of the COVID restrictions, are some of those sort of number calculations extending to the practice squad to make sure that you have enough cover to cover all the positions inside those 16 guys? Or is it still being viewed mostly as a development opportunity? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think the... Um the testing restrictions, the amount of days that you're out makes things hard, definitely makes things hard. Um, you know, so I think each team will treat it differently, you know, in terms of, hey, you know, do we want to work with our guys? Do we think that there's someone out there that helps us? Or is it, is it, is it you know, is it worth it to wait those days? Um, those are all things I think you have to weigh. That's why it's hard to say, hey, this, is, this will be our stance because it changes by player. You know, if you get the right position and someone that you really like, then I think you pull the trigger and do it. And, and with other guys, you know, you don't maybe give us the benefit of the doubt to the guys that are already here, which, you know, we want, we want the guys we've trained, we want, you know, we want it to be them. And, uh, but at the same time, we also know, as Marty has said, you know, each and every day we will, we will look, at, look at exhaust all options to, to see if we get, you know, see if we get a, uh, uh, some, someone better. All right, coach. Well, thank you very much, coach. I appreciate it. And uh, I think, hey, Bruce, I think, you know, I don't know what I'm about to say. I, I get confused with these rules. But, you know, Derek Thomas had a hamstring. That, that was his Correct. injury. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I can say that, right? I'm, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, so. sir. You're okay. Okay. Right. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Thanks, everybody.